This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. is a powerful, powerful thing in its spiritual significance and it affords us many, many, many truths and blessings and benefits. But I want to focus on uh, one today. I really want to focus us into one thing that God wants to do for us today that we'll take away from here. That, and you know, there are some one things that change everything. Amen. I like those things. Uh, I like change. I said, I like change. I, no, I want to be changed. I want to be changed from faith to faith, strength to strength, and glory to glory. I embrace change, that kind of change. Amen. Change is, not, uh, is, no, is no longer fearful. It's not an enemy. I'm not going to dig my heels in. I want to get in the flow of change with God. Amen. I like the God kind of change. Amen. See, because without change, you cannot, I said you cannot, experience the new because we hold to the old. You've got to cross the bridge of change in order to experience the new be willing to move from the old and into the new. Amen. So today our text is in Joshua uh, 5 and verses 10 through 12. It says, The people of Israel, the people of God, continued to camp at the Gilgal. They celebrated the Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month on the plains of Jericho. Right away, the day after Passover... They started. Say right away. They started. Say right away. The day after. Everyone say after. They started. All right, now I'll read the rest. Eating the produce of that country, unraised bread and roasted grain, and then no more manna. The manna stopped. As soon as they started eating food grown in the land, there was no more manna for the people of Israel that year they ate from the crops of Canaan. Lord, we thank you for your word. It is your word. And your Holy Spirit hovers today over it and over us. You send it purposefully to accomplish what you desire. We want that as well in Jesus' name. And we agree and we agree with you, Lord, on that assignment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we have this example given to and recorded for us. Uh, the people of God had entered the promised land. Uh, they were, and the promised land is described as their large wealthy place of inheritance, an inheritance that was promised by God to their ancestors and to them as well uh, that were of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
And God had brought them out of Egypt, which is a type of the world and the world system. And remember, in the world and the world system, they were slaves. They were in slavery. They were in bondage. And God had brought them through the wilderness, which was the place of temptation, the place of trial, and the place of testing. And now finally... God had brought them in. Let me say this about the place of testing and of temptation and trial and test and testing. Uh, the majority uh, of the people that, uh, that were destined to inherit the promised land failed to inherit that promised land. This we're talking of, we understand, is a completely new generation. For all practical purposes, the religious generation didn't get in. It was the reality folks that entered. Where the promise was not a religious thing, it was a reality. Amen. There was only two people from that generation previously. One... Joshua is a type of Jesus, commander-in-chief of the armies of God. And number two was Caleb. Now think about this. The only thing written about Caleb said he was of a different spirit. Of an entirety of a generation, millions of people, one man, apart from, uh, apart from Joshua, who was the who was a type of Jesus, amen, under, you know, under study of, uh, of Moses. But he would, Joshua is the, is the uh, Moses or the word by itself would not enter, could not experience, could not bring the reality of the promises. It takes Jesus. It takes Jesus. It takes Jesus to, to give you personally the reality of the promise takes Jesus to fulfill the word in your life. Are you listening? I don't have time to teach on all that, but now listen. And this man named Caleb, who the only thing written of him was that he was of a different spirit. What is that? The spirit of faith. We can. We will. We are the people of God. We can go in. God has given us, and we're going to go possess it. He said, let us go at once, yes. right now. Oh, come on, I could preach a while right there. Ain't got no time, no time. Maybe we'll get to the place where the church has more time. Praise the Lord. But anyhow, and God now had finally brought them in, brought them in. In, in Jeremiah, he said this about his beloved. He said, he said I, the, these, this is the words of the Lord. He said, he said, I remember when you loved me and we were like newlyweds. And he said, and you stuck with me through the hard times. That's all I'm going to say about the wilderness. But you need to know how God feel about it. You need to see the heart of God. Amen. Say, God, show me your heart. I'm after your heart. I want to hear your heart for me. Amen. All right. Now, now finally God had brought them in to the place 
promised at just the right time. Listen, there was a prepared people, there was a prepared place, and there was a perfect time. There was a purposed and prepared people and a purpose and a prepared and a precise time. Now, they camped at Gilgal, and for all practical purposes, I'm going to just say this, they got it together. Hearts and heads got right, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, they were wholly committed. Now, it was a place where that generation had not been circumcised. Now, I'm going to tell you what now. Ladies may not understand this, but boys, I'm going to tell you what now. When you're grown men and you stand in a line, and they're circumcising folks, you're all in. You understand? You're in. you either in or you're out. I mean, this is going to have a major life-changing effect on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Something's going to be cut away. Hallelujah. Now listen, it's spiritual implication. You understand, this thing's supposed to affect us spirit, soul, and body. Men are leaders. Are you listening? Men are leaders in the church, leaders in the home. Are you listening? I'm not talking about the dog, the, you know, being dogmatic and, and religious about it, but I'm talking about stepping up and being the men we're meant to be and carry ourselves. We will stand in whatever line is required. We will do whatever is required. We are all in, all out, all the way with Jesus. Come what may, whatever God says. Hallelujah. Cost me all. Yes. Kind of boys. Amen. Now, they were all in for God's will. In God's way. You know, the, 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 the marks of your obedience should be not just in your spirit. They should not just be in your soul. There'll be a few on your body before it's all said and done. I can, I can go like this. Are you listening? I've got marks on my physical body for obeying God. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. We're in good company, aren't we? Jesus does. So did Paul. Amen. This, this, this little pitiful, powerless stuff they're, they're trying to get, feed us. No thank you. Are you listening? I don't want nobody to tickle my ears. Challenge my life. Pull me with an eternal love that says, I will do whatever it takes. If it costs me everything, I'm in Jesus. To my last breath. Come on now. Every breath, to my last breath. Every dime, to my last dime. For God, for God, for God. Amen. These are the kind of people that found themselves at Gilgal. And I'm going to tell you what, now's the time to get it together. Now's the time to choose God. Now's the opportunity. Exercise your option in the new day and for the new thing. Choose God. Choose His will and choose His way. And the Bible goes on to say that uh, they continued to camp at Gilgal. Uh, you know, the place of Gilgal 
was a place where God rolled away the reproach of Egypt. Something was happening in their heart. Something was happening in their flesh. They were in this prepared place, a prepared people at precisely the time. And there was a reality taking place. And they, were, they continued in that. God help us that we just don't come to the altar and to some kind of an emotional response with God and say, God, I give you all, and then we go back out and the devil gets most of our time, our attention in worry and fear and chasing. Are you listening? Trying to put out a bunch of little fires and smoke in our eyes. Are you listening and not living for the reality? I am here on a mission. I am going to continue in my consecration to God. Every day I am going to live in the reality. I am here for God and for God alone. I am here to reach people for Jesus. I am here to be an example of a separated and a holy but a powerful life. I'm here to be the bright and shining light. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to let the devil put a bucket over me. Come on now. They continued. Everybody say, I'm going to continue. There's something about somebody that despite your heart is hit, just keeps on coming, just keeps on coming at it, just stays with it and stays at it, and will mow you over, honey, if you get in the way. Something about that kind of a faith and that kind of a consecration. There's something about a man of a different spirit that simply says we are going to possess it. Let's go now and 40 years later he steps into that place. He has already been and continued in circumcision all that way. You ain't going to get my faith, honey. If it takes 40 more years, I'll just be in for 40 more years. If I'm 80 years old, then God will have to keep me and he stood up in front of Joshua and said, Look at me. I am ready now. I'm more ready now 40 years later. Oh, somebody ought to help me. Honey, you ain't old. You just getting started good. You need God to help you on the inside, and it might just change your outside. He said, Look at me. Give me the mountain that the man of God told me I could have it. My eyes are still like an eagle. I'm still like a lion. I'll run the way. Oh, come on. Lord, Lord. Jesus. They celebrated. They celebrated. Oh, I guess so. They celebrated. Sometimes it's a sad thing. Jesus is dead and we're celebrating his death. No, they celebrated what God had done. They celebrated that what God was doing. They were celebrating a bright future in front of them. They didn't know, but they knew God was with them. God had kept them. God had brought them out. God had brought them through. And God had brought them in. All of a sudden, they were always, always, we want to go over there. We're living to go over there. And all of a sudden, there is now here. Lord, Lord, Lord. Change. They celebrated the Passover. You know, the greatest significance of Passover 
seems scripturally to always be at the time and the place of change, the intersection of change for the people of God. It separates the before from the after. You see it in the, in the, when, the, when this was first established on the night that they left Egypt. Before uh, Passover celebration, they were slaves. But one minute after, they walked out as free people. We see it here at the major intersection in the journey. You see, before, uh, before God did it, the blessing, this way, they had manna. They had manna. They had manna. They had manna. They had manna, 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 and manna. But after... God does it, the blessing, another way. They started. Everyone say, they say, manna stopped. Man stopped. And they started. They started. Eating the produce Eat of the land. Well, we're going to talk about the land now. I mean, this ain't no ordinary stuff. You understand, they, you go and get a little clump of grapes that you can hold in your hand. They went into the promised land, and I'm talking about, you understand, eye popping, jaw dropping. Take two of you to carry one clump. See, it's everything God says, but ain't no but no more, honey. We're just seeing what God can do. God is the original supersizer. Come on, say, supersize me, God. Everything here is God size. Everything here is God good. Everything is here is God glory. It's the God kind of stuff. They began to eat like they ain't never had nothing like that before. Woo, Pastor, you in another place. Yeah, you're here with me. <laughs> and we see it on the night with Jesus. When Jesus established the new by fulfilling the old with his first disciples and gave us an example. See, before it was the old way, under the old covenant with rules and regulations, they had to God on the outside. But after, I said after, and Jesus made the same. He said, I'm not going to eat this again until I eat it brand new with you in the kingdom. You need to hear this. You need to hear this because I'm hearing this for the first time. Thank you, Lord. Woo, Lord, new sights, new sound. He said, I'm not going to eat this again until I eat it with you in the kingdom. Now, wait, I'm going I'm I'm to pull a phrase out of that. He said, I'm going to eat it. With you in the kingdom. With you. Not just me, but with you in the kingdom. I'm already born of God. But you're going to get born again of God. I'm going to eat it. I'm eating it with you on the outside, but I'm going to eat it with me on the inside. With you in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Yeah, baby. He's going to eat it today with us. Can you feel him here? Can you tell Jesus is kind of excited? Can you tell he's real happy about being here with you in the kingdom? Because he's got, 
He's here with you in the new place. He's here with you ready for the new reality. He's ready to give you. Are you listening? Joshua saying, I got this, baby. I mean, we're going in and we're going to take it all. <laughs> yeah, after the new way, Jesus made a way. God on the inside in the reality. So today, here we are today. <clears throat> We're going to celebrate the time and the place of change as a prepared people. Entering a prepared place, a prepared and promised place. And I'm telling you at a precise time. Make no mistake about it. Things in God do not happen before their time. They don't happen one minute late. They don't happen one second early. They happen exactly on time. And you are in a precise time. Uh, I don't have time to teach on that. But the future will reveal. And history, your personal history, your family history, recorded history, We'll record the reality and the results of what we do here today. And as we enter uh, this new time and place, and where God has, has, has purpose. I, I shared with Pastor Sandy while I was walking the floor. I'm going to tell you what now. If you want to hear God, get in the place where, where God is. You want to be with Jesus, Jesus is praying. Get to praying with Jesus. Not to Him, but with Him. And He'll share it with you. He'll tell you. Uh, when our daughter was born, uh, uh, one of the relatives bought her a uh, T-note. It was a, 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 a treasury bond, 20 bucks. And the way that works, it says, it's a promissory note of the United States Treasury. It's a promissory note. And it has a time frame. Huh? Was it? A hundred? Praise God. Amen. My number, I was aiming too low. It was a nice note anyway. A hundred dollars. And, but it says on there, it's a promissory note in the United States Treasury. And it is redeemable. You're able to redeem it. You can redeem it at any time. But you buy, the idea of that is you buy it at a, you get in at a low level, and you cash out at a, at a mature and a higher level, the face value of the note. You buy it for less than face value, and then you redeem it for full value, but time is the factor. Amen. Yeah. God has made you some promises. Ah. Uh, God has made you some, you've got some promissory notes. I can probably look, you've underlined them. You've underscored them. You have, you have written them. Are you listening? He's pulled them out of the pages and popped them into your heart and you've been living under the promise. Well, I'm telling you what now, you have entered the time of redemption. You have entered the time when, it, when these are all redeemable now. Listen, at full face value. Come on now. A measure like you had never known before. You've got to hear what I'm telling you. Amen. That's a side note, but anyhow. Mm. Oh, my Lord.
Lord, it just gets a gooder and a gooder. I need to remind you of a promise to you personally and to this church. And I want to read it. It's in Amos 9, 11. It says, But also on that judgment day I will restore David's house that has fallen to pieces. I'll repair the holes in the roof, replace the broken windows, fix it up like new. David's people will be strong again and seize what's left of enemy Edom plus everyone else under my sovereign judgment. God's decree, I wish I could teach on this, I can't. He will do this. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim, one thing fast on the heels of another, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring out the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. Did God say a thing? Pastor Sandy didn't know. That was God. Did, did God say a thing? How many times did he say, I'll make it right, I'll make it right, I'll make it right, I'll make it right. They'll rebuild, they, that's us, say me. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens, eat fresh vegetables, and I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. The possessing blessing. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. Now listen. We have entered the time zone. We've entered the time zone of, of wow, that happened fast. It ain't never happened that fast before. I know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you. I mean, Pastor Sandy and I are out on the front of this thing. On September uh, the 30th, God... God did some things in our naturals. I'm not going to go into the details, but I mean, we went, wow. That, is, that happened fast. That has never happened that fast. And it was a sign post on the road map. Are you listening? That Amos 13, we're entered that time zone. I said we're in that time zone. You need to have an expectation in that time zone. God said it won't be long now, honey. It is now. I said it is now. I said, it is now. Amen. Well, do you have your stuff? Everybody got everything that they need? Amen. You need to eat this with your, I mean, ready to go in and possess. Amen. Again, I said this represents many things, but we focused on one thing today. However, I want to open this up just a little bit. Uh, for you. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to believe God, you know, for uh, not just healing. Now, listen. Uh, the Lord's taught me to pray this prayer over uh, communion. As you open everything up and hold on to it, we're going to take the, uh, the bread. And when I take communion now, I pray this way. Lord, I thank you for the broken body of Jesus, and then I break it. That was broken for me, that I might be healed and made holy and whole. In my spirit, in my soul, but especially in my body. Now, we're going to believe that we receive the full range of benefits that this affords us today. Some of it we don't really yet know. But I want you to exercise uh, our faith in this. We're, we're, we're after this. Things are changing. Things have changed. But after this... We're in the after now. Amen. Amen. 
Now, some of you, this isn't going to take all day for you to gain control of your physical body, gain control back over your life, lose the weight you want to lose, feel like you want to feel, uh, get your parts put back in. If you got missing parts, believe God, let's get them uh, put back in there. There's no limit. Amen. But, Father, we thank you for the broken body of Jesus. We thank you for what it affords us, the full range of benefits. We thank you it was broken for us that we might be healed and made holy and whole for you. In Jesus' name, let's partake. And now the blood, the Bible says uh, this. <clears throat> One of the greatest promises. It says, by the blood, we were brought near. We were brought near. Living near to God. Living where God it wants you and I in the, in the realities of truth, in the places and in the graces. Living in the reality of just the nearness of God. God, I'll draw near to you and you draw near to me. Amen. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Let's just focus on that one. Now, there are tremendous benefits. The, the covenant based on, the new covenant based on better promises. Absolutely. But the one that I really want to focus on today, you know, God brought them out, brought them through, and brought them in. Now, why did he do that? So they could be near to him. So they could be near. They would be right where he put them. And he would be their God and they would be his people. I'll drink to that. How about you? Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the blood that brings us near. Draws us near. But brings us near. Affords us the mercy and the grace that we're clean and washed and we can be live life near to you as your sons and your daughters. We thank you for it and every benefit in Jesus' name of the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment of here and stand up and we'll close out and but worship uh, the Lord together. Amen. God has done great and marvelous and wonderful things. The Bible says in one place, it says, call unto me. He said, I will show you great and mighty things which you did not know. Amen. I tell you this, I don't know everything that this new dimension, that, 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 that this new time encapsules and encompasses. But I do know this. I do know this. I believe that we are a prepared people. And we are in a... And we have been moved by God. Drawn by God. And brought near by God. For such a precise time as this. It's something about being in the bullseye of the will of God. I want to tell you something else. <clears throat> Today.
the spirit of religion, the spirit of poverty, and the spirit of death. You don't know the devil nothing. That's right. I said, you don't owe the devil nothing. You're not beholden to the devil for one thing. You're not indebted to try to earn your way into the goodness of God by paying for any longer mistakes, missteps, the past. Hallelujah. I'm here to announce to you today, God is going to cut away and cut off that poverty. All right. Amen. And I'll tell you what now. See... The richest man on this earth is poverty-minded where God is concerned. God don't think like we think, but he wants us to know his thoughts. He wants to not us to learn it, but he wants to reveal it. The spiritual man, amen. And I'm going to tell you what now, the master, uh, the master strategy uh, uh, of the enemy against the, uh, the people that, that we live around, and the environment, the culture that we live in is created a religious culture. I don't have time to go into all that, but I'm going to tell you what, God's going to cut that thing off today. Hallelujah. Religious view of the church. Religious view of your part and who you are. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.